Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is live. I'm Jarrett. Ali is a little bit um, is going to be joining us in a little bit. Uh, we have Travel Anderson joining us hello. for the top of the show. Hey, Travel. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? It's going. How's it going with you? Very well. I'm excited because uh, of, of of all the Mondays for you to be here, the Monday where the Popeyes chicken sandwich returns, listen, is a good one for you to be here. But you've never had it. I've never had it. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, I know what it is. I was going to say, it's a chicken sandwich. I've never never tasted it. Um, I assume I'm tasting it today. Yes, we're we're tasting it today. Well, I mean, we did a we did a big event on the show with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It was a a major moment. And then when uh, when we talked about having you come in this morning uh, to film for Ali for a little bit, you said that you hadn't had it. And I was like, oh, well, this is an event. All of y'all swear by it. Well, and like the running joke with you and I has been like, I'm not eating chicken we for you do, people, and not, I'm not eating. Listen. I'm allergic to watermelon, so I can't eat it anyway. But like chicken and watermelon is just not happening. I'm mildly allergic to watermelon. You're psychologically allergic to, to mushrooms. mushrooms and mildly <laughs> allergic to watermelon. Um, I appreciate a psychological allergy because I'm psychologically allergic to cats. That's a different conversation. Um, but so we're going to be doing that on the show today, and I'm excited for you to try it for the first time. I'm just happy to have it again. <laughs> You're like, I'm just happy to have more chicken. I think. I think I had four of them in like a week. Emmy's over here nodding. You're excited to have it as well. It's just, it's very good. It's oh very good. And I think you're going to be very pleased. I don't think so. But you're one of the scandalous gays who appreciates another chicken sandwich. Wow. Right? Listen. I'm I, not I'm not saying what it is. I, but well, you'll you say it. called it scandalous. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It could be. But also to be clear, Wendy's. I don't like their chicken sandwich. Oh, no, you like their chicken nuggets. No, I like their chicken tenders. Uh, oh, well, that's a completely different situation. It is. The t- well, chicken tenders are more tender. Well, you know, we've <laughs> you know we've been <laughs> on the quest to make uh, Popeye's the official chicken sandwich of the LGBT community. Okay. And um I've we're heard. we're working on that. Um we've we've had some back and forth conversations, so we'll we'll touch bases with that a little bit later. Um and then Allie's going to be joining us. But this weekend, I drove home to the Bay Area and uh, my parents are moving to Seattle. My stepdad just got a big promotion and so they're moving to Seattle which I've been trying to be excited about but like I feel very weird about it I didn't grow up in the house that they're moving out of I've lived there for like six months and like that they've been there for like 16 years but like I've just not been able to be like thrilled about them moving and I don't know like what my thing is like I hardly ever go home to the Bay Area especially to that house but like them not being there just makes me feel really weird well because you can't just drive to where are we going Seattle Seattle yeah that's like a 66 hour drive or something right so like I mean I understand that I'm a military brat though so like I don't even I don't remember what house I grew up in really how many different places did you live Uh, too many to count really um like over 10 i would imagine really um because we moved like every every year and a half to two years okay. for the most part um i lived overseas in germany before korea but you always identify as being from south carolina well yes that's where the family is okay that's where that's where my my grandmother lived until she died gotcha. that's where all the extended family is my mom's the only one besides her and one of her sisters that like left south carolina okay so that's that's still home base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so my parents are are leaving the Bay Area, and there was a surprise party for them this weekend with all their friends to kind of like say farewell uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff and send them off. And so I was part of the surprise for that. So after the party started, I got there a little bit later, and I came in, and my mom was 
was super shocked and like so excited to see me, which you know made the five and a half hour drive worth it. Because um, if she'd have been so like, cute. "Oh, hey," you know, it wouldn't <laughs> have been the same. Um, but like, I walk in and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like she's so happy. And uh, so there's great food. My family has this weird thing because my parents divorced when I was nine. Mm-hmm. Then my dad very quickly remarried. Mm-hmm. Redivorced and mm-hmm. remarried, so he's on his third marriage. But his his second wife has, is still like my stepmom to me because like she was, around, you know, like we were we had a really good relationship, and so we uh, we she has become my mom's best friend. Yikes! I don't know if it's like the common enemy thing or something, but like <laughs> that's exactly what it exactly. Is. But like they very quickly became best friends, and so my stepmom planned my mom's marriage like her wedding like she's an event coordinator and so wow. she planned my mom's wedding it's a very this like this sounds like weird... a Tyler Perry movie it's a... okay first of all how dare you no shade no that's all shade, <laughs> no shade. there's no way to say that without it being shade <laughs> um, but so like they're very close and so my stepmom my ex stepmom planned this surprise party for my mom so I but she's also like an amazing cook and so I was like I mean yes I'm coming to see my parents but I'm also coming yeah, like I'm coming to eat to fix me a plate like what are we talking about? So um, I get there. I'm a meet, I'm like hugging and what is this? What is this <laughs> rock in your body? Going. What is this shake keep, that you have? I'm holding in a comment that oh. I will never say on the air. Oh wow, because it's disrespectful <laughs> and hateful. You'll say it when the mics turn off. You're rude and disrespectful. Um, so anyway, I get there. We're doing like the whole. Oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm also realizing like I don't enjoy small talk. And I didn't know this about myself until someone said to me, oh, are you still living in Atlanta? And I was like, nope, just made eight years in L.A., you know, like doing the thing. Um, And then my stepmom is super excited because it's like a game night and all this kind of stuff. And my stepmom loves Pictionary. Like she always wants to play Pictionary at a game night. Uh And I'm like, what could go wrong? A lot of things. Uh Uh-oh. My stepmom is like, you know how someone can be excited for game night and then they can be too excited for game night so she's too excited and I'm like what is going on and she leans over and she's like it might be a little (laughs) X-rated and I said excuse me you should be like time to go well like because I'm like my stepmom my mom and my stepdad my grandfather like are all in the room and I'm like and then you want me to host it because Avi (laughs) and I'm like uh you want the gay kid to play the X-rated like Pictionary and like there are words in there that I could probably say on the radio, but shouldn't. And uh, one of them was like, it, it just got very awkward for me. Yeah, I'll put it that yes. way. But yes. like some of the people in the room, because I'm like the youngest person in the room by like 15, 20 years. Mm. And my mom and my stepdad have no idea that this could go left at any moment, right? If there's a hundred cards, like five of them are a little off, off the side. <laughs> and uh, two of them came up. Wow. And And then everyone else started guessing really ratchet stuff. And I was like, who are you? Like, what is going on? They're your family. Well, well, yes. Yes, <laughs> they are indeed. Um, so I was, it was, I was very, I was cringing. Like every time someone would reach into the box to pull out a name or pull out a card, I was like, I had like a yeah, shield going left. down my back. I, I wanted to leave and they were like, oh no, you have to stay. I want you to help. And I was like, oh no, I don't, no, sis, I have do something it. else to do. I'm like, I did drive five and a half hours to be here. I can't just leave after. You could hop right back on the road. 
I really should have. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's Trans Awareness Month. Uh, Travel's going to break down uh, what to expect throughout the month and how you should be uh, celebrating it. We've got a Trump around coming up because Donald Trump refuses to leave the presidency. Then a megachurch pastor is uh, saying that Pete Buttigieg being president would just be a little bit too much. Then we've got the Popeye's chicken sandwich. There's so much more coming up. Uh, drop the subjects coming back in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Allie is joining us in just a little bit, but filling in for her for a little while is... Your someone, favorite. Someone we put up with from time to time. I'm His your name, favorite. <laughs> he is Travel Anderson. He is the director of entertainment and culture over at... Culture Out, and Entertainment. Culture and Entertainment. You always at do that. Out Magazine. <laughs> half the time I get it right and half the time I, I transpose them. Of Culture and Entertainment at Out Magazine. And uh, you have a story that is actually on Out, Out.com right now. Yes. Um, that is about the Trans, uh, trans Awareness Month. And I want to point out that uh, Trans Awareness Month started last year mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Go. Shout yes. out to our stations, 1550 AM and Alice 97.3 uh, FM HD2 in San Francisco, um, where we are, uh, where we broadcast uh, on two stations there. Um, and San Francisco really did a great job of uh, of turning it out for, for Trans Awareness Month. Yeah, so trend, uh, South San Francisco is like one of those cities that like, you know, their government is actually like trans inclusive. They have an entire like uh, aspect of their government dedicated to trans inclusion. A whole the office, city. yeah. A whole office. And they are kicking off Transgender Awareness Month, um, which, as you said, grew out of stuff that they did last year. It grows out of Trans Day of Remembrance, which happens on November 20th every year. Um, And then Trans Awareness Week, which is that week leading into that particular day. But basically, we want to just give you all a heads up on what to expect coming this month in Mm -hmm. terms of the different ways that we will be remembering, honoring um, and trying to protect and support trans and gender nonconforming people. So something I didn't realize was the Trans Day of, of Remembrance is actually marking its 20th anniversary this year yes. on November 20th. Um, the Trans Day of Remembrance is some is a day that we that was really started after the killing of. Um, uh, Rita Hester. Uh, Rita Hester, and was started by Gwendolyn Ann Smith yes. on November 20th, 1999. And uh, talk a little bit about what the Trans Day of Remembrance is and how we how we honor it. So Trans Day of Remembrance is like the day that we use to kind of uplift and honor the people, the trans and gender nonconforming people who's, who have lost their lives to a variety of different types of violence. A lot of them have been murdered just for being themselves. Some of them have also lost their lives to other forms of violence, whether that's like police-related violence or you know, other what domestic related violence, etc. Are we at twenty one this year? I believe we're at twenty two. Is it twenty two? Um, twenty two people, uh, trans people who have lost their lives to some sort of violence. Yeah. Um. Now, when you start to break down exactly what the types of violences are, then the numbers get a little different sure. from there. Okay. Um. And so, Trans Day Remembrance is is a day to honor all of those people. Um. A lot of it sometimes is very you know local and very uh, domestic, I should say. Um. But then some of the, I know like the the West. Hollywood Trans Day of Remembrance, they always honor the trans women in particular that we know who have lost their lives internationally mm. um, as well. And so that's basically a 
night of different visuals happening across the country to honor those people. Um, we've seen record numbers of, of trans people being killed over the last couple years. Um, and so that's always a very, very somber occasion. Sure. Um, but Trans Awareness Month is meant to not only, you know, uplift and recognize those folks, but to also honor and celebrate, you know, those trans and gender nonconforming people who are mm. still living and still thriving um, despite all of the discrimination and oppression that, you know, we sometimes have to face. So Trans Day of Remembrance then grew into Trans Awareness Week in San Francisco and then last year became Trans Awareness Month. Yes. So what are the things that are happening throughout Trans Awareness Month um, that we can kind of look to or how we can participate or, or honor or celebrate? So there's a variety of things happening depending on, you know, what pocket of the country that you are in. Obviously, in kind of your bigger, more popular cities, um, there's more to be seen, more, more populated to do. cities. You know what I meant. And so the day, um, day, so the day. Uh, South Carolina, raise up. It slides out every now and again, okay? Um, and so in New York, the New York Transgender Advocacy Group and Gays Against Guns, they're hosting a gathering on Trans Day of Remembrance to light a candlelight vigil and march to the Stonewall Monument at Christopher Park in New York City. San Francisco has a trans film festival at the Roxy Theater um, that will be happening November 7th through the 10th. Here in Los Angeles and West Hollywood, they always, the LGBT Center as well as the West Hollywood City Council, always have a variety of activities um, where you can really just show up and show your support for transgender nonconforming people. We know what our government is doing, you know, trying to erase LGBTQ people and make it harder for us, you know, writ large. Um, And so these are the types of moments where you can like show up for the other members of the LGBTQ umbrella that, you know, we sometimes don't give their due attention. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, For more information on this story and a lot of others, you can uh, read Travel and the many other people who write over at out.com. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Donald Trump just lost a pretty important lawsuit, which means he's going to have to do something that he probably doesn't want to. And then the transcripts are coming out of these impeachment hearings that have been happening in Congress. What does that mean? What are we finding out? All that's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. I'm joined by Travel Anderson, who's sitting in for Allie for a little bit until Hi. she gets here um, a little bit later. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump and some of the shenanigans happening in Washington, D.C. It's time for Trump Around. There we go. Really just any excuse to play Trump Around. Uh, it's always a good one. So... Today, there are multiple headlines that are coming out of uh, D.C., and the first one was about the transcript starting to come out from the impeachment inquiry. So last week, we told you that uh, the Democrats in the House had voted on formalizing the impeachment inquiry, and that basically meant that um, we were going to be able to start getting more public hearings. And also, um, Ali had asked, you know, does that mean that we're going to start seeing the transcripts from uh, some of these other things, these other depositions that have been going out? And we were saying that we would expect that that would happen sooner than later. Well, that is starting to happen now. And so... It's interesting to kind of watch because all day long, I would anticipate we're probably going to be seeing more and more of the things that are uh, contained within these transcripts. And some of the first stories are starting to come out of it um, based upon, you know, what people are are starting to read as they continue to uh, go through these different transcripts. So. Um, one of the major stories that came out of this so far has been one of the ousted Ukraine ambassadors. Her, her last name is Yovanovitch. Um, she says that she was told to tweet praise of Donald Trump to save her job. She was fired from her job um, as uh, the ambassador to Ukraine because <laughs> she was, you know, <laughs> what? I'm just imagining somebody telling me that I got to 
I got to tweet something tweet to keep my job. To keep your job. Yeah, exactly, right? It's Girl. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, but uh, but <laughs> no, this, You can have this job. You huh? can have this job if I have to, if I have to use my platform, right? <laughs> um, so the story comes from NBC News. It says, Maria Ivanovich, the ousted U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, told House impeachment investigators last month that uh, the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland, told her she should tweet out support or praise for President Donald Trump if she wanted to save her job. This sounds like some kind of like dictatorship that, you know, a, a country that we would be railing against um, for democracy. She's, the three House committees leading uh, the impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump released two transcripts of the behind closed doors interviews they have so far conducted as part of their investigation as the probe moves to a more public phase. The release of the transcripts triggered an immediate uh, influx of interest that seemed to overload the House website where transcripts were posted with digital copies briefly unable to access. Like, people shut down the website trying to get access to all these transcripts. Um, and I think it's going to get more and more interesting. We talked about on the show here how in the Nixon um, era, when, when President Nixon was being impeached or was about to begin impeachment, um, and they were going through these these processes, I think it was like 19% of the country thought he should be impeached. Mm-hmm. Going into these impeachment inquiries, Donald Trump is already at around 50%. Yeah. Um, But we live in a very different world than we did, you know, back when when Richard Nixon was being impeached. And I I continue to wonder how Twitter, Facebook, social media, all that, um, and the 24-hour news cycle, how that is going to impact, you know, people's perspective on this. Are they even going to be paying attention? No. Do people care? I don't care. I'm not paying attention. Either y'all can knock on my door when he's when it's time for him to go. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, you know, because it, it's it's a long well, drawn like, out not, process. Yeah, you're and not a, you're not a person that follows politics very closely. So I'm always I'm always interested to like to know what do you hear? What do you what 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 brings in your ear? Like what makes you like oh this is something I need to listen to? Nothing really. Because there's think so much. It's so much, and it's so so persistent. And you know, being in media, you know, we're always interested in like what what resources can I get, you know, advance, you know, Mm -hmm. access to that other people don't have. Mm -hmm. And so now that these transcripts are coming out, they were going to be literally the exact same stories that we already know with a a new lead about whatever you found in the transcript. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Interesting. Okay. And then also another interesting story that um, just came out, Donald Trump's taxes have been like a story since he started running for president. Lock her Um, up. Lock her up. I say what I say. Oh, well, okay. Um, and so uh, uh, I'm, I'm interested to talk to a Trump supporter about this. Uh, Trump supporter Dave is going to be joining us on the phone in just a few minutes. But uh, Donald Trump has lost his appeal in the New York tax case, which would um, have him handing over his tax returns. Um, hmm. And apparently, because he's lost this, he's going to have to turn them over. However, his lawyers have a, a last-ditch effort. Uh, Trump's lawyer, Jay Sekulow, said he's going to appeal the case to the Supreme Court. Trump had earlier lost the initial case before a federal district court, and it was fast-tracked. Uh, Seculo says the decision of the Second Circuit will be taken to the Supreme Court. The issue raised in this case goes to the heart of our republic. The constitutional issues are significant. What I want to remind people about, and we're going to take a quick break, I want to remind people that Donald Trump spent the entire presidential election saying he would be happy to release his tax returns as soon as his audit was over. Right. He has been president now for almost three years. It's almost been three years since he's been elected. Major air quotes around elected. Um, and, is st- and is like still fighting in court. Maybe the audit's not are. over. You know, he's rich. He's got a lot of money that he's got to siphon through. All right. Trump supporter Travel. Um, <laughs> wow. <we're> gonna- <laughs> 
We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Trump supporter Dave. Get some perspective on what do Trump supporters think about what is happening in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Allie is out for a little bit, and uh, I'm tolerating Travel Anderson. Also known as Beyonce. Uh, not only by you. Uh, <laughs> Travel Anderson is the director of culture and entertainment over at Out Magazine. I said it correctly. Uh, and um, we were just talking about a couple of these Trump around stories where Donald Trump has, you know, he continues to be president of the United States. And um, the, re- the transcripts are starting to come out from the depositions in Congress uh, related to the impeachment inquiry, but also... He just lost a major tax case. And I wanted to talk to someone about the the Trump supporter perspective on this. And uh, our our resident Trump supporter, uh, Trump supporter Dave, joins us on the phone right now, which is always interesting for me to say. Hey, Donald. Hey, Dave. How's it going? (laughs) That's going great. And actually, uh, Travell now is also a Trump supporter. So you have two. Apparently. Oh, wow. Jesus. This is all (laughs) over the airwaves. My God, have mercy. Okay. Want to be clear. Travel is a Trump supporter. I'm kidding. He's not a Trump supporter. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I heard it. I like with He's my like, own two ears. Exactly. I heard it. He, he joined. Thank you, Travel. There will be someone tweeting Trump supporter Travel soon, I'm sure. Um, okay, so Dave, I'm curious about your perspective as things continue to come out or uh, you know evolve in the in the uh, impeachment inquiry and also with Donald Trump's taxes. I want to take the taxes first. Uh, he spent his entire campaign saying he was going to be releasing his taxes as soon as he possibly could but now that he can release them he continues to fight it how do you feel about trump and his taxes and knowing where his money's coming from you know that's kind of like the ridiculous point right um you're running for public office people are going to want to see your taxes show them your taxes point blank okay well how do you feel about them (laughs) continuing to (laughs) it's very controversial how you feel there um but do you feel like it's not though i mean he's he said he would do it he's not doing it he needs to show his taxes you know we're really making a really big thing here and i don't know why he's not showing his taxes i mean seriously what could be in there that's so damaging to him he doesn't want to show it but 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 you but you voted for him anyway so talk to me about like why that was okay for you what were were my choices you know well it's it's a you know lesser of evils right I, I mean, you feel that way. I don't, but go on. <laughs> Travel's over there with me. I can tell in his laugh that he's listening. I'm a journalist. I do not reveal my political affiliation. When did that start? He's like, in the last three minutes, I have stopped having an opinion. Um, but 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 tell me, like, does does seeing what his uh, tax returns show, or or you know, seeing where his money comes from, or what he's spending his money on, does that does that matter to you? Not really. I mean, it's a tax return. I mean, it would be interesting to see what he's trying to hide it. At this point, you know, you basically just kind of get everybody going. What's the conspiracy? Why are you hiding it? You know, if he just would have released it back when they first asked him to, it would have just been a non-issue, really. But now it's like, okay, why? It is a it is a curiosity, right? Yeah. As you look forward to 2020, is he still the candidate that you see yourself voting for? I mean, obviously, the Democrats don't have uh, a nominee just yet. But um, is, is he someone that you're still considering voting for? I don't I can't say what I'm going to vote for yet because uh, nothing is solid on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not sure. And we'll see. Right. You know, the, the impeachment inquiry, I'll 
Uh, we'll see what happens there. How do you feel about the Ukraine situation that has that sparked the impeachment inquiry? I'm mixed on that one. You know, I, I read um, the transcript that we saw from his side, um, and I don't necessarily think, you know, I guess maybe the way I read it or the way I saw it doesn't rise to an impeachable offense. He's trying to find out what happened. And, you know, unfortunately, Joe Biden was a, a vice president um, and it turns out that, you know, I mean, there's some speculation. His son is receiving monies from leverage, flat out leverage um, that his father provided. And so trying to get information about that and what happened there. But withholding military is, aid to be able to do that, that's not a problem to you. That is a problem for me. But I didn't see that it was like clearly like. Okay, on one side, you got Joe Biden saying you got six hours to fire this guy or else I'm not giving you billions of dollars in aid. And then in the Trump thing, I didn't see any narrative where he said I'm withholding anything, although at some point money was held up, but then paid. So I'm not that part. I'm not really clear on and but, so I'm not super clear that it one was related to the other. OK, so, I mean, all the Joe Biden things have been the other comments that Fox News, you know, frequently puts out about about Joe Biden. I've all been investigated multiple times by multiple different outlets and all of them said like there's not a there there but uh, Donald Trump like he put this out he told us all what happened Mick Mulvaney his his acting uh, his acting chief of staff has come out and said like oh we do this all the time and it's like you know that's a that's a big deal that's a big deal Um, Dave we really appreciate you joining us uh, and and, uh, coming on and sharing your view Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Travell's got to lose it or lose it. He's putting on lipstick, getting ready for it. So uh, I guess it's going to get interesting. Drop the subject <laughs> returns in just a couple minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Um, for those of you that are just joining us, uh, Allie is out for a little bit. She's on her way here. Travel Anderson from Out Magazine is uh, joining us. I'm putting up on our Instagram right now. I've been um, I've been uh, tagging him and and posting the videos on our Insta story of him trying the honey mustard crickets. That They're we tried disgusting. There, <laughs> you are so dramatic. Uh, you guys can see them uh, on our Insta story right now. If you go follow us at DTS Show on Twitter or Instagram. Um, okay. You've got five headlines. I've got five votes. Go for it. Let's go for it. First up, North Carolina man. North Carolina. North Carolina man oh, arrested for. Carolina <laughs> North Carolina. Arrested for impersonating cop after pulling over murder suspect at gunpoint. Mm, that feels like trauma. Lose it. <laughs> Johnston County teacher accused of segregating students based on religion, abortion beliefs. I will fight her. Uh, lose it. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a snake. Oh, no. A snake's on a plane. Uh, The trauma. Sure. Your airplane carry-on can technically be another person. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Sure. (laughs) Last but not least, Twitter hates me. The Des Moines register fired me. Here's what really happened. You are so country, Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, the disrespect. The idea of you getting fired from the Des Moines Register is kind of funny to me, too. Um, sure, news it. Bam. You got four stories four out of stories. five. Not bad. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, news it or lose it continues. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q.
drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are back, joined by Travel Anderson from Out Magazine. Um, Allie's coming in in just a little bit. A little bit later, we've got Popeye's Chicken Sandwiches coming in. Travel's never had it. Um, that's going to be an event. <laughs> I'm excited <just laughs> to have it. Emmy's excited. We're all excited about the sandwich coming. Chicken makes people excited. It does. Um, but I'm also not going to touch that as a black man. So, uh, <laughs> but we've got to get into News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Well, you got four out of five. Not bad. I'm, I'm good at this. Okay, First down. story, Johnston County teacher accused of segregating students based on religion, comma, abortion beliefs. So basically, the story goes, this is in North Carolina, a Johnston County public schools. They confirmed last week that they're investigating a Spanish teacher for segregating students based on their religious and political beliefs. This teacher, her name is Julia Lopp, or maybe it's Lope, L-O-P-P. We're going to go with Lop. Lop okay. um, she's accused of segregating the students in her class based on their religious beliefs and whether or not they support abortion. The in- incident is said to have occurred while she was teaching one of her classes at the school. Obviously, this all happened back in August, but okay. they're only now investigating and what it. What age were these students? These students, I mean, it's, it's I believe it's, it's a high school. Okay. She's a high school Spanish so, teacher. So, like, based upon the students' beliefs about abortion, that's so interesting to ask high school students and, like, to divide them that way. Well, according to the superintendent for the school district, Jim Cosby, he released a whole statement. He said, this is an unfortunate incident and one I wish I had not had not happened. It is never appropriate for a teacher to segregate students based on religious, political, or personal beliefs. He goes on to say the current incident is under investigation by the Human Resources Department, and the teacher is currently suspended with pay while the investigation takes place. Has she said anything about this? She has not said anything yet about any of this. Um, like I said, she's on... The, I mean, they're probably keeping her mouth pretty... Pretty tight. Pretty tight I, uh, I remember in... I think it was 10th or 11th grade, our history teacher uh, did a... Um, did a, she divided up the class based upon she like made some of us uh, the Native Americans and some of us Yikes. were the like the pilgrims or the settlers or whatever and like we had the to, colonizers the colonizers yeah uh, and she had us uh, basically like we had like this whole like debate in class with them mm-hmm. and I always remember like it, it became it, there were like some funny moments in it but like it was also kind of highlighting for me like. Oh my gosh! Like this is this is kind of crazy, but like it was for a lesson. Like she was doing a thing, and she also didn't separate like put all the people of color as the Native she Americans sure and all the white people as the colonizers. She sure did not. That's I problematic. I was on the I was on the Native <laughs> American side, and my one of my best friends in the classroom, she was on the the colonizer side, mm-hmm. and I remember asking her, I was like, "How do you sleep at night?" <laughs> and she was like, "Like a baby on Indian land," and I was like, "Oh my god." God, like it was, it got really real, but it was also like we were, we were trying to. I love that. Be able to have like a conversation about what that was like, but in the moment, it was, it was just like we were tenth or eleventh graders, like cracking up about it. But like it, it, it feels more real, like when you're an adult and you can like really yeah. process what, what was done, you know, back in those days. So I remember being split up in that way, but like being split up based upon like religious beliefs and all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering how she justified it or like what she thought, why she thought that might be okay, because Jesus. Um, I could see that being. Real, it's a Spanish real. class, though, girl. You're supposed to be teaching them your soy and stuff. Yeah, that, you know what? That's a good place for us to take a break. When we come back, more news that are losing. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Allie is on her way in, but while she is away, uh, she's going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show. We'll be doing a taste test of the new Popeye's chicken sandwich. We'll see if it's the same. Um, Travel hasn't had it. Um, I, I'm excited about it. Emmy's excited about it. We're all very excited. Um, so that's coming up a little bit later for the Monday Munch Report. Travel Anderson is joining us from Out Magazine um, and Out.com. And he's gotten four out of five stories. We've got to get through them quickly. So let's, uh, what you got next? So next up, it's about this snake that basically flies. This is a story from. Why is that a thing? Well, it, it doesn't. Okay. So it doesn't really fly. It kind of glides is okay. the way that this story puts it but it's from ripley's believe it or not those people it's a report on their site oh, God. um and basically they're just cautioning everyone if you don't like snakes you might want to consider where you're vacationing next because what? there's this this there's a snake called chrysopelia uh-huh okay and it travels by air once it reaches the end of a lofty branch and it does so by pulling its abdomen in and stretching out so to speak its ribs and so you can see it like jumping from one branch to another basically above your head so snakes Um, are something i do not mess with listen like listen i have no interest in any of your snake games Um, oh, we're going to bring a snake into the studio. I will not be here that day. Like, I don't even like, I don't even think it's like funny or entertaining or like, oh, kind of cool, but no interest. Like, and now they are like flying from tree to tree. Oh, hail to the no. Well, they only take to the skies of Southeast Asia, India, and the Melanesian Island. So maybe you just don't do your vacations there. I know you're a world traveler with a passport and all of that. So watch out. You know what? I'll take it. (laughs) Um, Okay. What's next? Next up, your airplane carry-on can technically be another person. Also comes from Ripley's. (laughs) As a journalist, I'm just I'm interested in your sources. Go ahead. Well, I I read things. Okay. Um, (laughs) I read things. Um, basically this. This story comes, it it grows out of a tweet that someone did to ask TSA Mm. the handle on Twitter. Oh, really? Yes. It grows out of this tweet from earlier this year where they had posted a story about like carrying tooth bones. Like, you know, you lose a tooth and carrying a tooth bone. And somebody was like, well, can, can I just take a whole skeleton with me? And they responded and they said, a skeleton may be transported in carry-on and checked bags if properly packaged, labeled, and declared to your uh, airline. We also strongly recommend that you contact your airline as they may have additional policies on traveling with this particular item. Now, technically, we all travel with skeletons and bones and all of that because they're in our body, all right? I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Come again? (laughs) But very few people are actually like, you know walking around with somebody's skull in, the in their head. But technically, you can, as long as it's been, like, you know, properly documented and reported. I feel like ask, of that. ask the TSA has got to get some really interesting questions. Listen, but they be answering them, apparently. Okay, and then what's your last one? Last but not least, it's the story on the Columbia Journalism Review that you may or may not have heard. You went from Ripley's Believe It or Not to the Columbia Journalism Review. I contain multitudes, thank you. <laughs> I am complex. He said, I come as one, but I and stand the headline, as 10,000. <laughs> the headline is Twitter hates me. The Des Moines Register, I said it right that time, fired me. Here's what really happened. Basically, long story short, there was this reporter who did breaking news and trending news at the Des Moines Register. He did this breaking news. It just will not let you go. <laughs> he did this breaking news story about this dude in his city um, named Carl- Carson King, who was becoming a little bit of a local celebrity. Ends up doing this longer profile on him and discovering that he has some, you know, questionable tweets in his past. Of course. So his uh, he 
ask for comment mm-hmm. the night before he's about to publish the story that he's written said person Carson gets ahead of it does a press conference admits to the witch call it apologizes and says there was this Des Moines Register reporter who's about to release a story he's the one who brought the tweets to me mm-hmm. this sets off a a fury of anti-journalism anti-just anti-anti mm. things against <laughs> against They're this against reporter aunties and everything against this reporter whose name is Aaron Calvin mm-hmm. um, and long story short he ends up getting fired because for reporting the story no because there are some tweets found in his past Uh-oh. on Twitter that are questionable to say the least oh. and so Gannett the parent company of the Des Moines Register, two days after this guy says, you know, does his press conference, they fire him. And so it's this weird story of just like... The tables have turned. Of of virality and what happens when like a company tells you that they want you to get these clicks on all these stories and then you get all these clicks on all these stories and And then then you become the story. You become the story and what happens as a result of that. So he wrote this, you know, first person story in the Columbia Journalism Review. It's really gripping. Like, somebody needs to hire him. I will tell you, journalists becoming the story stories, always a little bit weird. It's always a little weird for the the reporter to become the story or the stories to become about the reporter. And then for it to go that way for him. Listen. Like, yikes. A- and they, so they gave him the ability to, they were like, either you can be fired or you can quit is basically what it was. And he was like, you gonna fire me, honey. Um, that's. <laughs> I, I'm guessing he didn't say that. He might have. He okay. probably didn't. They in Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> Des Moines. Um, and so it's just a really interesting story, and like it got covered and everything by. Do you have um, any tweets? Breitbart. Have you ever like searched your tweet history? Of course I like have. Like for the for the the, the awful words or the of, things you of can't. Of course say? I have. Yeah, but I have too. you know I am a I am black. I am queer. There are a number of words that I can say that a lot of people can't say. Absolutely right. And so, but even even like going back, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not messing with none of these. You know what? I am deleting all of this stuff. Yeah, I I keep going back and forth about how I feel about my Twitter feed and like what I shouldn't shouldn't be able to say. But like increasingly, I'm like, listen. This is what I think. This is how I feel. If I'm out for a job, if I'm up for, you know, some kind of support or a deal or something, like, this is who I am. I want you to know what you're getting. But there's a difference between that, right, and you said some deeply problematic stuff about women or trans people or something like that. I mean, like, I mean, if I had any of those ugly perspectives, right, I mean, that's part of what you're getting when when you bring that person into the fold, especially if they're coming on to give commentary or have a perspective, as opposed to being a, more of a traditional hard news reporter who doesn't necessarily have opinion. So that's very interesting. Okay, Kevin right. Hart. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, why is one megachurch pastor uh, basically talking about Pete Buttigieg and um, what connection do Travel and I have to uh, this megachurch situation? Huh. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, another CEO has fallen in the Me Too uh, movement. Is this beat hitting you? Yes. <laughs> this, Nelly, is this Nelly Furtado? Nelly Furtado. Yes. Uh, 
Travel Anderson is joining me, and uh, he's sitting in for Allie for a little bit until she gets here uh, a little bit later on in the show. And um, we're going to be talking about McDonald's. Uh, it's obviously Monday, so we'll have the Monday Munch report coming up a little bit later. Um, I'm getting, uh, I've gotten a DM from uh, Trump supporter Dave saying he's just tried the, the chicken sandwich. Uh, uh, Jay from The Morning Show or Poppy Rodriguez has said that he is about to try the chicken sandwich. It is a chicken sandwich Monday, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but while we're talking about Popeyes, the McDonald's CEO has also uh, been in the headlines because their chicken sandwich is not good, by the way. First of all, you weren't I, asking, but I, I wasn't. I always order it with um, with the white cheddar or the Swiss cheese that they have because I think it makes it, it elevates it a little bit. Oh, does that? It also makes it double the price, which is ridiculous. Um, but the CEO of McDonald's, um, Steve Easterbrook, has stepped down because of a relationship that he's had with an employee. Um, what's interesting about this to me is it's not even that it was a non-consensual relationship. According to what we know, we don't know um, what all the details of the relationship are because they haven't, they're not, you know, saying things publicly. But it says uh, the chief executive officer has been pushed out of the company after violating company policy by engaging in a consensual relationship with an employee. The story coming from the Huffington Post it says the fast food giant said former president and CEO Steve Easterbrook demonstrated poor judgment and that McDonald's forbids managers from having romantic relationships with direct or indirect uh, subordinates. I actually met this man, uh, Steve, uh, back in 2017 when I went to the uh, Worldwide Convention, excuse me, last year in 2018 in April, um, at the Worldwide Convention. He was a perfectly nice guy. I mean, I don't know like a whole bunch about him. I'm not covering him for the book that I'm writing. But um, he was a perfectly nice guy and um, seemed to be pretty well received in so the wait, room. So he got fired or forced to resign because he had a consensual relationship. Well, there's with- no clarity on consensual or, or or not or what that was but it's about him having a relationship with an employee um we don't know um the way that this is worded it seems like it's a consensual relationship i'm just not clear so does that mean that then the ceo of mcdonald's can't have a relationship with like Any- shaquita who worked down the street at mcdonald's well it can't be a direct or indirect subordinate so well, seemingly exactly he is seemingly can't have a relationship with anybody that works at mcdonald's which is you know a lot of people there's a lot of employees at mcdonald's and it's interesting to me because i'm like eh, if it was consensual does he have to lose his job over it yeah i don't i don't know i always feel weird about these conversations because what we know is that like a lot of people you know you spend a lot of time at work yeah and like if you happen to fall in love with somebody who works with you whether whether you're the boss or, or not the boss, like that just seems, I don't know, it's it's, it's kind of iffy. It's kind of a gray area, It's, it's right? very sticky. So I, I think what's interesting to me is we always uh, joke about how if a person approaches you and tries to holler, like it's all about whether or not you're into it, right? Because if it's like someone you think is attractive, <laughs> yes. you'll be like, oh, girl. Yeah. So-and-so tried to holler. And if you're not into them, it's like, oh, girl, so-and-so tried to holler. You know what I mean? And like, it's weird, right? Uh, I was just listening to Trevor Noah talk about this on on the breakfast club and they were talking about like consent is all about how the person receives it yeah and if this is a relationship that he was in um, with someone who wanted to be in a relationship with him i don't know that that's a bad thing but there's also an aspect of this of like power right and and consent when it's filtered through this like 
power, power. D- dynamic. Well, so right? like that's the whole like Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton story, right? Like she's an intern. Yes. He has all this power. He's coming on to you. She came on to him first and then he came on to her. And it's like, do you feel like you have to say yes in those situations because it's the CEO? I mean, again, we don't know those details about yeah. this relationship specifically, but it's an interesting thing because I think I, I don't know that he should have to be ousted if this was a relationship. But it also says to me that this sends a message to everyone throughout the rest of the company. Right. right? Like, this is the rule. You will follow it because even he can get fired. Yeah, I think I've, I there's got to be like more details to this story. Sure. That would cause this to happen because I, I can't I can't my spirit doesn't tell me that, you know, he fell in love with this woman who happens to work down the hall. And, We're assuming it's a woman. Uh, T, yeah. uh, this person <laughs> who w- worked down the hall and it was consensual and they both, you know, are very much committed to each other and like he still has to leave. That just doesn't feel right. So like there's got to be some tea that we're not, you know, I don't that know. we don't know. I mean, because I mean, also, if the rule is you can't date anyone that's beneath you, it seems like it is a violation. But like if these are two consenting adults who want to be together, who, you know, find each other attractive or find that there's some kind of a spark between them. I don't know. But then the question becomes like, well, are you into him or her enough to lose your job? Well, we about to find out, huh? Well, apparently we did. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a mega, pa- a mega church pastor who uh, is, has something to say about Pete Buttigieg and Democrats voting for him uh, and a whole lot more. And the chicken sandwich, it cometh. Uh, Allie's on her way. So all that's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Okay, so Allie is in line at Popeye's right now trying to get chicken sandwiches. Full disclosure, I tried to pick them up on the way in, but there's like a new rule that at the one that is near me that they're only available from 11 a.m. to midnight. Allie, you said the line where you are is very long, right? Into the the drive-through itself. I oh thought God. that there was going to be a kind of like a lull because it was a work day, but uh, I think people have taken personal time off to get the spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> on this special day. That is wildin'. Um, Travel has not had the chicken sandwich. We've all had the chicken sandwich. Travel, are I'm patiently you... waiting? Patiently waiting. Uh, Allie, how long do you think it's going to take you to get through the line? I don't know. I mean, some people seem to really be lagging at the drive-thru order window, and I don't understand what's up with that, because everyone wants a chicken sandwich. That is crazy to me. Okay, how many cars would you say were ahead of you when you got in line? Let's see. One, hold on, I can see, because this parking lot is so tiny, everyone is just jam-packed into this little structure here. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'd say about a solid ten cars, Jarrett. And how long have you been in line? I've been in line for about ten minutes now, that is so ridiculous. there's like ten people ahead of me now. Yeah, but I was, I was, I, I hope I don't get stabbed because there was like some people giving me dirty looks because I made a left turn into the drive-through. You know what I mean? And like, I don't want to cut people off that have already been waiting. Oh, there was there was almost a situation when I was in a line once. Um, uh, Allison Johnson reporting really? from from the lines. What'd you say? You wait, you really did get almost you had a situation in a line one time for that? Oh yes, for the chicken sandwich. This lady was trying to cut the line and there was like eight people behind me and she thought she was gonna cut in front of us. It almost it almost got ugly. Oh no, I'm that person, Jared. You are that person, Allie. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um Allie, we appreciate you reporting um live from the chicken the Popeye's chicken sandwich line. Uh, we'll see you here in the studio shortly. 
Okay, I'll, so how many am I getting? Six, five? Should I just um, get twenty? Let's get let's get six. Um, okay, and uh, that should be plenty. Okay, all right, I'll get right. six. I'll see you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Hello. J. Rodriguez joins us live on the phone from the Popeye's chicken sandwich line. Jay, tell me, how's it going out there? Okay, so I pulled over for my ride back to Palm Springs, figuring outside of the city would be the place to go. Uh, I waited in line for about 15 minutes. They're just shouting out order names. There's not enough room in the store to accommodate the amount of people that want this damn sandwich. It's pretty hilarious. That is crazy. Uh, so I... Yes, also there's several J's and several Jasons. And if you think there hasn't been a scuffle, <laughs> just oh my waiting God. for our... Yeah, so right now I'm J2. They had to number us. <laughs> I love it! Um, so I, I see people tasting it. I see it happening around me, but it's not yet in my mouth. So, okay, how long have you been in line? I would say 15, 15 16 minutes. I waited, and then I've been... So that was just to, to order it. And then probably in an additional 10, I've been waiting for it to come out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I've been here 25 minutes. So. All right. Jay, Jay has never had the sandwich. So we'll check back in with you a little bit later once you've tried it. And um, I'm sure you'll have like an Instagram or something for us to watch. Yeah, I will definitely do that. And I te- I'll text you a picture of the scene here. Yes. I ju- you just sent me the picture. I'll put it on our Insta story. There are a lot of people okay. in there. And one guy has a look on and- his face like, uh, do not try me. Yeah, curious. All curious. right, Jay, we That's appreciate hilarious. we appreciate right. your your live reporting yeah, from the front in. lines. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, bye. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Whew, baby, welcome back to Drop the Subject. We have an interesting discussion coming up right now, uh, in what we like to call "Drop the President." Drop the president. We were starting this conversation. Uh, we tried not to have the conversation in the studio beforehand, but um, we've got two different stories going on. First, uh, very quickly, uh, Better O'Rourke dropped out of the presidential race over the weekend. Um, Bye. Saying, <laughs> saying that he cannot, uh, you know, continue to sustain a campaign without, you know, the support that he needed. Kamala Harris has had an interesting weekend, obviously restructuring all of her campaign and um, in, in really, like, targeting in on Iowa, which, you know, has worked for some candidates in the past. So we'll see what happens with her. But what's also interesting is Pete Buttigieg. Um, Over the weekend, uh, Bishop Paul S. Morton got kind of interesting on the Twitter machine, um, having things to say about what Democrats should be doing uh, when it comes to voting for Pete Buttigieg in the primary. So Paul S. Morton, he says, Dems, I pray you will use wisdom in voting. Being too liberal will not win. I am not homophobic, but it is definitely not the time for POTUS to be a man with his husband up there by his side. There are those of us who love everybody, but we believe in the biblical definition of marriage honey well twitter obviously got all in his ass about this because it's so interesting first things first like pastors and churches are not supposed to be telling people how to vote right like separation of church and state which <laughs> sort of yes like it's sort of a thing i mean it's a joke it's not i mean but yeah <laughs> but like you know i mean churches are not supposed to have like political opinions and um and telling people what how to vote and so someone uh, hassan syed on twitter uh, replied replied and i believe in churches being taxed since you have so much to say run me that 501c3 and keep that same energy 
energy. Really, any opportunity to say keep, keep that, that same, same energy, energy. <laughs> always lose my spirit. Um, I'll, another person says, uh, and this is um, Ab- Abnormal, um, Abby Girl 1028 on Twitter says, um, Pete Buttigieg and his husband Chasen are incredible human beings that set an example of life uh, of of a life of love and acceptance. To dismiss Pete's candidacy dis- because of your interpretation of a book written by people who lived thousands of years ago is incredibly closed-minded. I also really appreciated how people um, talked about, like, your biblical definition of marriage Uh is nothing like what marriage is today. One of the responses says, so one man, his slaves, concubines, his wives, plural, and his dead mother's wife, sir, the modern uh, nuclear family is not the definition of marriage or even the norm in the Bible. Try again. People are really uh, getting into him about this. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, do you think that Pete Buttigieg has a chance uh, with, with coming around with black folks and getting, because even gay people aren't even like all about him? Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he has a chance, to be quite honest. And I think part of that is because he doesn't, he hasn't yet perfected how to speak to these different and varying and diverse communities, right? Mm -hmm. I think he still speaks to black folks and speaks about black folks in the same way that he still speaks to and speaks about LGBTQ folks. And it's as if we're a monolith. Um, And it's as if you have this, this, one idea of like, oh, I'm going to say this and the blacks are going to come on my side, mm-hmm. right? But I also want to be clear with this particular story that I don't think he's having a problem with black voters just because he's gay, sure, right? Um, I mean, yes, the black community, it, it oh, I guess... We have a storied history with homophobia. Homophobia and, so they say, as well as, you know, religion and how those two kind of intersect, but like he just has general issues with, you know black people in his own community of South Bend, Indiana, South Bend, Indiana yeah. right? That I think have ballooned into this bigger quote unquote issue for yeah. him. Um, but with Paul S. Moore, and I mean, you know, we both have connections to uh, the this Atlanta mega, church, mega, mega church, church pastor. Scene. Well, uh, I, I went to New Birth with Eddie Long, who had uh, a very interesting uh, background. Ooh, y'all can Google that with, later. Listen, if you don't know the Eddie Long stories uh, of, of megachurches and homosexuality, and uh, Eddie Long was known for um, marching in the streets about uh, being pro-family, which mm-hmm. is anti-LGBTQ, but then came out of, there was all these stories, well, let me not use the words came out. Don't do, don't um, do that. Eddie, it, it, it came out that Eddie Long had various relationships with um, younger men who were not and like boys. underage. Well, I, like, but I they were all like, were like 1920, from what I understand. Okay. But they were all like sexual relationships that he had with these uh, college aged boys uh, that were part of his church. And I was a part of his church at the time um, and had just. But met you were him. not one of the boys. I was not one of the boys. Um, I met him. <laughs> Right before, I would say like a year before this happened, and then I left the church soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it kind of shook me because I was like, oh my gosh, like I was that age. I was yeah. in college. Um, and then um, that story came out about him, and then he ended up passing away a number of uh, years later. Um, and his his whole perspective on LGBTQ things was interesting. You went to Paul Morton's church, this man yes. that we're talking about now. I did. Changing a Generation was the the one of the churches that he founded in Atlanta that I went to. It became my church home mm-hmm. um, because the music's so good. I mean, listen, the music at New Birth was bomb. Listen. It went off. And then I, I just stopped going to church, period. But um, it's just interesting to always hear these stories come up about these people that you have kind of semi-connections to. Sure. Um, but it's, it's, it's just really interesting that, you know, the church is still, you know, <laughs> spreading this 
one man, one woman marriage yeah. thing. Yeah, well, and like, and as a reason to not vote for yeah. somebody, then it, seems it, whenever a pastor comes out with something like this, I'm always worried. Like, what you heard? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm always thinking, like, at some point, your gay sex scandal is going to come out. Yeah, I keep waiting for for Mike Pence's. That's the one I really want to. Oh happen. no, I just cannot wait. Uh, oh no, <laughs> more drop the subject coming up after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Um, We have uh, some breaking headlines continuing to come out of the Popeye's chicken sandwich fiasco. Um, Jay Rodriguez, uh, I believe, has gotten his sandwich by now um I, i'm checking in with him uh, periodically ali you know things have been going awry with ali out there she said she texted us uh after the call saying seriously i'm not even moving i don't know what people are doing or it's just they're taking Popeyes a long time to make these sandwiches i'm yeah. saying they're probably cooking the chicken that you want it to be fresh i mean they must be just dropping chicken breasts into the grease every 10 seconds it's gotta be crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably sandwich it's gotta be crazy <laughs> we thought we were brilliant for that. I hate I just, y'all so much. I for just that. want to say, like, it's it's. Can you do it again? Just just one more time. No, sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I, I just love it. I love it so much. Mess. Um. So it's a it's a really fantastic uh, sandwich, obviously, and people are losing their s word about it already. Okay. Another interesting story coming from Out, um, with Travel being on the show today, there's a lot of interesting stories from Out.com. Well. I didn't know that Delta was deleting gay scenes from movies. So apparently this has been something that's been going on for this conversation for like the last week or so. Basically, Vulture did this story in which they realized that a number of, of quote-unquote gay scenes were being removed from different movies on, you know, when you... Go when watch, you watch movies a movie on the in flight, right? And so one of the movies that they highlighted was Booksmart, which was Olivia Wilde's debut that came out early this year. It's really good. If you have not seen it, you should see it. We both love this movie so much, and I don't think it got enough promotion, but like this movie has like a cult classic kind of feel to yeah. it if you haven't seen it. If, if I, when, the first time I saw it, I said to you, this felt like watching Clueless for the first time. You did Back say when that, I watched it, and I don't kid. know about that, but it is really good. I will throw to this be clear, I don't like Clueless, so wow, you should take that hold with how you take it. Everything, stop we're, the music. We're moving Wait. forward. No, 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 hold on. <laughs> you don't like Clueless? I mean, it's fine. Okay. Um, it is also is... important for us to remember that, like you know, you and I, there's a an age difference. Okay. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, it's not that much of an age difference, but it's enough. And seventeenth of all, this is kind of like me and Hocus Pocus. Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Of course, I've seen Hocus Pocus. So I watched it for the first time last week on Halloween. I only got twenty minutes in, and I was asleep, so I didn't care. You're like, this is trash. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, Delta. Anyway, so. The, they, they've basically been removing these different scenes and it was discovered by Vulture. Olivia Wilde, you know, put some statements out on Twitter about how it's problematic, how it's erasing not only female sexuality, but like it's censoring, yeah. you know, storytelling and all of that. The the airline basically said that, you know, they blamed it on a third party that they use that like edits all of their things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that it does not 
quote unquote homosexual content does not violate their terms. So mm-hmm. they, they weren't sure why it was removed. Long story short, they are having the scenes restored back to Booksmart as well. This also happened with Rocket Man. If you saw Rocket Man, right. there's like one scene. Well, and it's not even really a sex scene. And it's it's not just not a very a gay, scene. like everyone's kind of like in this big, if I remember right, it seems like it's like a big bathhouse or something, but it's a musical scene. And yes. no one's having sex. It's that scene. And then there was a second scene in which Elton John's the Elton John character is in bed with you know his boyfriend his, his at love. the time. Yeah. Um, both of those were removed, but both of those being put back in the the airline spokesperson basically said that we're going to do better about making sure that things aren't cut out. Okay, um, we've got to go to a breaking story that's developing right now. Um, Allison Johnson joins us again um, in the pursuit of a Popeyes chicken sandwich. Allison, are you there? I am here, and I am I. I'm so close to the drive-thru window. I'm so close. Oh, you haven't even gotten to the window yet. No, I'm... I'm oh, the I horror. I can read the menu. <laughs> I can read the menu. Oh, you haven't gotten to the menu yet. No. There's Allie. one car in front of me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We it's talked crazy. to you. We talked to you 45 minutes ago. Yes. That is yes, you did. wild. And you know what I didn't realize was that at the, at the, at the turn... I realized that there are two different entrances that are converging into one line because oh. I could see like 10 or 12 cars or whatever it was. And I was like, why is this not moving? And it's because there's another line on the other side that is merging with this one. That is ridiculousness. Um, I And you're on La Brea here in L.A., right? Yes. I mean, I'm close. I'm close to the studio. Once I get these sandwiches, I'll be there in just a few minutes. Oh, my gosh. Now this is insane. Now the question is, will you be able to make it by the end of the show? Like, it's crazy. I know. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I might just have to eat all six of them by myself. Okay, wait a minute, lady. (laughs) Wait, wait just a minute. Do you get the sense that the people on the inside, like they're getting their stuff faster than you all in the drive through? Like, do you see people walking in and out? well, no, because I see because some people have given up and parked their cars, mm-hmm. but the ones that have parked their cars, I still see sitting here. When we uh, talk, I don't see we, them moving any faster. We talked to Poppy Rodriguez right after we got off the phone with you, and he had gone inside and there at the one that's uh, right outside of Palm Springs, and he said it was a crazy madhouse in there. I remember when I went and got chicken sandwiches before, and the last time, like there were more people inside than there were in the line. Like I think people thought it might be faster, but it's just I, the the fact that there's this much pandemonium again is crazy to me. It is, it is. And you know what? I think it's, I think you're right. I think that people think it's going to be faster to go into the place, but it's not. I just see a bunch of people waiting outside. This is okay, crazy. This lady, so this is the lady that, okay, she's leaving. All right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Pull up. <laughs> okay. Allie, we're going to let you deal with that. <laughs> we're going to let Allie. Uh, I'm coming up to the window. Oh my God. What a joyous moment. Allie. Allie. Spicy, right? Spicy. Everyone? Yes. 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 Okay. Spicy. I'm here. Oh my gosh. Uh, we're all getting oh spicy. Gosh. All right, Allie, we're going to let you go and take the orders, um, and we'll uh, talk to you again in a little bit, okay? Yes. Can I have six? <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. More drop the subject. There may there's a there's a, a a whole situation developing over this Popeyes chicken sandwich. Hopefully, we will be able to get them uh, by the end of the hour, uh, by the end of the show. I'm going to check in with Poppy Rodriguez and see what his status is. We got more drop the subject coming up after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So there are about 67,000 headlines this morning to do with Donald Trump. Entirely too many. We don't usually get to do more than one Trump around, but today it seems like we've got to do more than one. It's time for another Trump around. So, up first, this story comes from USA Today. The headline says, Columnist E. Jean Carroll, who alleges Trump raped her, is suing the president for defamation. Now, first things first, Donald Trump has sued more people for defamation, for liable, for every single different thing ever. So whenever he's being sued, it's always a little bit more entertaining to me, um, especially the fact that she's suing him for defamation. Um, it says, a columnist Adrian Carroll filed a defamation lawsuit in New York on Monday against President Donald Trump, who she said raped her in a department store dressing room more than 20 years ago. Carroll, who is now 75, went first went public with the allegation against Trump in June before the release of her book called What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal, which... What a great title. Uh, it contains a description of the alleged assault. Trump denied the allegation and accused Carol of inventing it to boost her book sales. He denied having ever met her, although a photo surfaced of them speaking at a party in the 1980s. Donald Trump's response uh, is always whenever someone like comes after him, he's like, she's not even my type. Look at her. Like he did that multiple right. times during the That's 2016. That's his go-to. It is. It is. Um, so he says she's trying to sell a new book that should indicate her motivation. It should be sold in the fiction section. Well, he went on to say, let me get this straight. Ms. Carroll is suing the president for, excuse me, the White House spokesperson said um, that she's uh, suing him for defending himself against false allegations. I guess since the book did not make any money, she's trying to get paid another way. The story she used to try and sell her trash, her trash book never happened, period. Um, I... Whenever someone comes out against Donald Trump, I remember the, when someone came out saying that he had grabbed her in the way that he said that he grabs women mm-hmm. uh, on the Access Hollywood tape. And then he was like, I would never do that and blah, blah, blah. And she's not my type. And like it now I'm thinking about Saweetie and the song My Type. My Type. Um, but I'm just kind of taken aback by how many different types of allegations there are against him mm-hmm. and like how his his M.O. is always the same. Well, he always says the exact same thing, right? She's not my type. I would never do that. There's no proof. Blah. Like it's the fact that you have your white, the White House spokesperson, you know, calling her slash her book and her claims trash, says something. Um, what does it say to you? It says that we are living in an alternate time and the world is on fire, literally, quite literally, and that. This we deserve this. We we get the government we deserve. We well. deserve here. this. Um, in in another classically Trump story, he's now talking about the quid pro quo. Um, he says there's quote nothing wrong if there was a quid pro quo, but I didn't ask for one. Again, this is classically Donald Trump. Donald Trumping. He will deny that anything ever happened, and then he will gradually walk it back and say that there was nothing wrong if it did happen, even though it didn't happen. Right. And she then, probably wanted it. Exactly. Well, and this one with the quid pro quo with Ukraine, he's saying like there was no quid pro quo, but there would be nothing wrong if that did happen. Uh, the story coming from the Huffington Post, by the way, it says um, Donald Trump came out and tweeted: "False stories are being reported that a few Republican senators are saying that President Trump may." Again, he's speaking of himself in the third person which okay um that president trump may have done a quid pro quo but it doesn't matter there's nothing wrong with that it is not an impeachable event perhaps so but the but read the transcript there is enough there is no quid pro quo i don't know what perhaps so means there he's saying 
perhaps so it's a peach i don't know what he's talking about i feel like do you ever tweets, know what he's talking about most of the time no he's but so like, ele- eligible eligible it, okay <laughs> inintelligible unintelligible yeah that's it he's it, it's <laughs> that's stanford university for you ladies and gentlemen yes it is okay i've got the student loans to prove it amen um but like listening to his tweet there we go thank you so much thank oh, you thank i hate you. this audience um <laughs> they're so rash um, so it's a, I don't know, Donald Trump getting accused of one thing and then another. And the way that he defends himself always makes him look more guilty to me. Um, and I, I, I try to figure out how his supporters continue to like hear these things come from him. We have Trump supporter Dave and we have, you know, plenty of other people who support him. I just try to wonder, like, how do you continually hear these things that he says and that he does? And like, nothing ever seems to really face the base. And I, I, I don't. I don't know what that is about. Well, I think it's just it's it's a general lack of care of our political system, right? Like I think it, I think it all is lumped into the same thing. You don't care what Donald Trump is saying. You don't care that some of it is is foolish and and you know out of bounds because you just don't care about politics in that particular you, way. Or you don't care about like you don't care about the implications of the thing. You just support him. Or you just you just you just want to go as you, far you right you care as you about can. the things that he also cares about that are important to you, and you don't pay attention or care about the to other anything things. that's dissenting. Exactly. Interesting. I get that. That makes sense. Um, it says there's another story that says Trump refuses to guarantee there won't be a shutdown over this impeachment inquiry. We could have another government shutdown by the end of this month, which we've i think we will have had more government shutdowns in this administration than any other i'll have to check that in the break but um we could be going into another shutdown which could make the impeachment inquiry really interesting i think by the end of the month um we could possibly see a a spending bill not getting passed to continue congress and we will have to cover every moment of that so that'll be exhausting um more drop the subject coming up ali's tweeting us texting us photos now of the uh, popeye's chicken sandwiches um they are all in a bag she's on her way she'll be here momentarily more drop the subject after this drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q Ladies and gentlemen, I have a breaking story. Allison Johnson has made it into the studio. Allison, <sighs> welcome. You know, I, I this is one of the times I really appreciate that studio audience because I deserve that applause. <laughs> you've, you've gone to the depths of hell almost to get this. To You've gone through way too much. You've sat in line for way too long, but the chicken sandwich is here. Well, it's like, you know, when you get in line for anything and then you, you get in line and you're like, I'll just get in line. Mm-hmm. And then after like 10 minutes, you're going... Maybe I shouldn't be waiting in this line. But then there's a line. But then you reach a certain <laughs> point where you're like, "Well, I'm in line." Exactly. Yeah, Jay Rodriguez texted and he was like, um, "This line is getting ridiculous, but I'm in too deep now. Yes. Like I've been here too long. I can't turn around. You can't walk away." Yeah. And I got a text from Michaela Gordon, who also said she was walking into a Popeyes. Oh, this is we can say this as we unwrap. Half of the people who are buying chicken sandwiches today are Channel Q employees. <laughs> is, yes. is what it is apparently. So. She texted me and said, I'm walking into one right now. I was like, I've been sitting in line for the past 45 minutes. I'm about to order. And then as I'm pulling away from the drive-thru, I get a text from Michaela, and she said, they're sold no! out. No! You cannot be serious. They were sold out. And I would I, lose it. When I was at the drive-thru window and I was leaving, I, I almost left without my card. They said, excuse me, ma'am, you forgot your card. And then I had to do that <laughs> embarrassing thing where I got out of the car oh, and then went up to the window. And... um. <laughs> I heard them say, we're out of spicy. 
So I may have gotten the last six. How do you run out on the day they come back? Like Because y'all are... have been in line since 10.30 to get these chickens. True. All right, okay. I'm not waiting We're all going to jump in. Travel, oh. this is your first time having the sandwich. Emmy has, has stayed in the studio way past when she has to, <laughs> to be here for this moment. Travel, this is your first bite. What do you think? Baby. <laughs> it's a good chicken sandwich, isn't it? Baby. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, right? it's one of the things where, like, it was like the first time I had it in an out burger. I was like, "This is a good burger," and then, like, two days later, I was like, "I want that burger." I want that burger again. again. This is it's 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 tender. It's so crunchy. It's so good. Yes. So flavorful. It's maintained its crunchiness from the drive. Yes. This bag you know? that they put, the way they wrap it up keeps it hot for a long it's time. It's so good. This little I don't know what it is a spicy mayo situation that they've got on it or That's something. That's what I like the most about it is the pickle and sauce ratio to the fried chicken. Oh, I, really I don't have a pickle on mine. Got, oh, you don't. Thankfully, I don't do pickles. Oh, well I would have taken it perfect. off. No, the pickles great. I would have taken it. I don't do pickles. Why? Because I don't. You're psychologically allergic. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. They're too tangy. You know, they hit you in the back of the thoke and it'd be like, mm. In your thoke? Yeah. Um, but okay. this is, I, I see what all the talk is about. What right? do you think, Ginger Justin? All I can say is... Thank you, Allie. You're welcome. I've never been more attracted to a lesbian than when you walked in with a bag full of spicy chicken Well, sandwich. your hair's long enough at this point, so the feeling is mutual. <laughs> what about you, Emmy? Have you not had it, had it yet? She hasn't eaten it yet. She's right. on social links, so you guys will be able to see on her Instagram. Mm. It's mm. also so, it's well seasoned. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like, I can taste the salt. Like, this is, oh... This Isn't it just great? And the spiciness is just perfect. I was going to say, this. I've, I feel like this is spicier than I remember it, but still very good. Yeah. Um, I will also say, as a as a straight, as a gay, I'm not really a big fan of the of the boob, of the chicken. I love oh. a chicken thigh. Mm-hmm. This is really good chicken breast. Well, that's uh, that's why I don't do breasts, because they're, they're usually dry. They usually well, like really big chunks of meat, and like they get dried out in the cooking especially process. Especially when they're made in bulk like this. Exactly. You know? And that's why... I think they sell out so fast is because they try to maintain it's, the quality. It's mm-hmm. juicy. It's succulent. Mm-hmm. I, oh, my God. I hope somebody from Popeye's is listening to this damn show. <laughs> because gonna, this is just a a, 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 a big old commercial. Yes. We're gonna, so we'll send this to the sales team. Please. <laughs> please, God. Um, I'm God. getting a text from uh, Jay. He's sending us the uh, screenshot of the Morning Beat text thread. Mm. And uh, did you just, say their sex thread? Their text thread. Sorry, there was chicken in my mouth. Both. Um, <laughs> their producer Justin. They have a producer named Justin as well. He says, "Okay, Popeyes is BS. Four stores and nothing. You had one job." Michaela replies, "Legit, same. They're completely sold oh out. Oh my god, this is just crazy. Ooh. Well, it is one o'clock, so you 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 snooze, you lose. But like." This means if they're already sold out again, they're not going to have them again until February or something. Well, but they're, what they've probably done is they've probably given a limit to themselves of what they're going to cook each day. Maybe. And once they're out, they're out. So this is this. You make a great point, because if they start at a lot of these locations, they were only starting to serve the chicken sandwich at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It is now one o'clock Pacific Standard Time, so there's really only been two hours. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday they debuted. So there's one whole day yesterday. And then two hours of the next day, and they're all gone again? That is ridiculous. I think they, maybe they are rationing them, yeah. They've got to. <laughs> they might be. They've I mean, got to. Popeyes I will also is say definitely going to be supreme in the apocalypse. My sandwich is definitely um, mm. gone. It's so good, y'all. 
I thought y'all were lying. I was going to say, are you surprised? <laughs> I am. What did you think it was going to be? I thought y'all were lying and y'all didn't know good chicken. But you know that thing where somebody recommends something over and over yeah. again to you and then you start thinking that, that it's It couldn't lame. possibly be that yeah. good. No matter what. Whether it's a show or a food or anything. Yeah, for sure. So for you to taste it, Travel, and actually think it lives up to the hype says a lot. Because you also like the spicy. Yeah. You like the spicy food. But I'm also not going to wait an hour in line for this. Oh, let's it be clear. It is so good. Let me be clear. Yeah, me neither. It is so oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a lines person. I'm not waiting in line for an hour for much of anything. Mm. I I would just Postmates it or like Uber Eats it or something maybe. Mm. If you right. can do that. I don't know if that's a thing. But. I don't know. Maybe they can do whatever the hell they want. Exactly. Exactly, right? Because they're running they the world with this chicken sandwich. Yeah. It deserves. We've got to go to break. When we come back, lose it or lose it. Allie is here. Thank you, Travel, for joining us. We Thanks really for appreciate having it. Me. Thank you, Travel. And so glad you got to taste the, sec- the chicken sandwich and really enjoyed it. Yes. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Allie, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited. Still, Give me my bell. You're still eating a chicken sandwich mm. and uh, <laughs> still munching on it. I, no pun intended there. Um, yeah, well, we, it is the Monday Munch Report. I was going to say, we'll have to get into the Monday Munch Report a little bit later. Um, but uh, it's a, I'm, I'm very happy right now. I am too. I'm, I'm thrilled mm. about what just happened. I'm thrilled for you to lay some headlines on me, Jarrett. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. Number one, <clears throat> I know you love a true crime story. Missing couple found buried on beach. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, How- but like funny buried? Like, I'm going to marry in the sand. <laughs> I, probably not. Okay. If they're a missing couple, but we'll see. <laughs> um, out of this world dessert, cookie dough and oven headed to space station. Ah, that's so funny because I actually prepared a news it or lose it that we didn't get to, obviously, because I was late. And this was one of my stories. Oh, nice. Okay. John Legend got wine drunk and sang all of me on stage. And there's video. Okay, if there's video, sure. Okay. Um, Nationals pitcher Sean Doolittle declines White House visit, saying he just can't do it. Uh, I love that, but lose it. All right. And then the dictionary.com word of the day that I have to pronounce is sprockgeful. Sprockgeful. It's S-P-R-A-C-H-G-E-F-U with the umlaut, H-L. <laughs> All right, you lost me at Umlau. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to have to say it again. All right, so we got three stories for you. A missing couple is found buried on the beach. And out of this world dessert, a cookie dough a cookie dough, and an oven are headed into space. And John Legend singing drunk on the Instagram. It's all worth it. <laughs> News to lose. It's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... News it or lose it. All right, so Ali, you news three stories. This headline I saw it and I thought if this was not a headline written for Ali, I don't know what is. Missing New Hampshire couple found buried on Texas beach. Oh, missing New Hampshire couple buried on Texas beach. Yeah, there's more info in this one. Okay, I forget many times that Texas even has beaches. Oh, you know what? I never think about that either, to be I'm, honest with I'm you. I'm always like, wait, what? There are, that's right. Yeah. It is on the coast. There yeah. are beaches there. I guess, they, yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. I never even think about that. That's true. I never realized I don't think about that. But I guess this couple did remember, and they regret it. Apparently. Well, I don't even know if they're alive to regret it now. It says the bodies... Well, no, they're not alive. <laughs> uh, it says the bodies... You of, don't know. 
it doesn't say dead bodies. It, fair enough. Well, yes, yes. The, the bodies of a New Hampshire couple that went missing while traveling the country in their RV have been found buried on a Gulf Coast beach in Texas. The remains of U.S. Navy veteran James Butler, 48 years old, and his wife, Michelle, 46 years old, were discovered on Padre Island Beach near Corpus Christi on October 27th and 28th and positively identified on Friday. They say their deaths have been ruled oh. homicides. Oh, no. Yikes. It says, uh, according to the uh, sheriff's release, it says, at present, law enforcement officers are working on um, the investigation and are working on identification of persons of interest and attempting to find the whereabouts of the victim's truck and RV. So they found them on two different days and they haven't found the truck or the RV. So maybe somebody snagged the RV. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they ha- it doesn't seem like there's a lot of evidence yet. It's well, a, uh, Murdering somebody on a beach is a good place because evidence is going to blow away seemingly. pretty easily. And well, everybody buries each other in the sand. I- <laughs> Not exactly yeah. the same in this instance. She had like a yeah. mermaid tail. It and says like... their truck and trailer were last seen crossing the U.S.-Mexico border between October 20th and 21st. But the driver was determined to not be either one of them, which is really interesting. Wait, the driver when they... Their truck and trailer were last seen crossing the U.S.-Mexico border between October 20th and 21st. But the driver was determined to not be either one of the butlers. So they must have... Oh, their last name is Butler? Yeah. They're butlers. Okay. So they, I, they, they must have picked then up the, a, a hitchhiker or somebody up, or started up, traveling with somebody. Or somebody like hijacked them. Yeah, and, and drove then back they across were, the border. Yeah, that could be. It says it was GPS coordinates from a cell phone that belonged to the couple from um, New Hampshire that reportedly led investigators to their shallow beachside graves after Ugh. it pinged in the area. The couple had been traveling the country with their three cats. Oh, no. Now it's really sad. Now, yeah, I was going to say, this is your heartstrings. Um, they've been traveling with their three cats since June of 2018. Holy. And were last heard from on October 16th. They eventually planned to travel to Fort Lauderdale to take part-time jobs selling Christmas trees all before the end of the month, according to a Facebook page set up to help find them. So this is a heterosexual couple? <laughs> it is indeed, yes. See, if somebody said, Allie, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Traveling, traveling in an RV with, with three, three cats, cats across the country. Trees? Yes. I mean, maybe not the Christmas trees. Maybe I'd sell pumpkins or weed, but I think that <laughs> selling something in Fort Lauderdale probably makes sense as I well. mean, this this does definitely have like uh, tinges of a gay, gay, cray, cray. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well played, Justin. Well played. Um, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, why is cookie dough along with an oven headed to the space station and you've got to hear John Legend drunk singing at Universal Studios. It's, Can't wait. It is the thing of legends. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, you see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to explain it or should we? Well, so his last name is Legend. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Sort of. According to a source with knowledge of the matter, actress Lori Laughlin is terrified and stressed about new college admission scandal charges. She was also not quoted as saying, You have no idea how difficult it is to be going through something like this, with reminders about it everywhere you look. This report was brought to you by Drop the Subject. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I feel like everyone's peddling their chicken on our TV right now. Uh, you just missed it. Uh, there were like 25 cent chicken wings at Applebee's. Like everyone's please, trying to sell their chicken. Please, please. Right. Get They're going to be out of those chicken sandwiches anyway. So. I know. 
That, uh, that's what the, you know that if you're a smart business owner, that's your go-to. That's that should be your business model is to just go after any kind of chicken sale after the Popeye's chicken after, sandwich right, comes out. Because people are going to be upset about it. So. Yeah, and they're going to need their chicken fix somewhere. All right, Allie, they are sending. The most interesting pair of things into space right now, apparently. Is it that couple from the beach? No. <laughs> no. Can you imagine? That would be awful. I wonder if anyone has opted to be like buried or sent out into space after they die. Whoa. I feel like I'm sure someone Let's has. Let's be the first. I'll do it with you. I don't want to go. I don't believe. Uh, you know what? Sure. Okay. I don't want to be buried. I just want to be cremated. So like spread my ashes in space and let them just go do whatever Oh, you want, want the ashes in space? I want my body in space. Like just like tumbling out there? Yes. Did you see Gravity with <laughs> yes. Sandra, Sandra Bullock? Yes. Watching I her be, yes. tumble? That's that what I want. was the most horrifying thing I've seen. Because like there's nothing to slow her down. Nope. And there's nothing to catch her. If you guys haven't seen Gravity. And there Gravity. are millions of miles of galaxy for you to just float through right but you then just, you're also dead very quickly you because you run out of oxygen suffocate or starve yep. or dr- i don't know anyway well not dealing with that with these astronauts okay um i love this story from um <laughs> from uh cnn.com it says will they be fat and fluffy chewy or crunchy who cares there'll be chocolate chip cookies in space on board a spacecraft headed to the international space station is an oven along with cookie dough that will allow astronauts living there to bake fresh cookies or bake anything for the first time i never thought about the fact that like they can't really prepare food that's not like in a in a freeze-dried packet um right uh, so how are they supposed to make cookies well they're how are they all of a sudden allowed to just get an easy bake oven up there i guess they've figured it out um this is a partnership they're doing uh, you know how, how some hotels like have cookies for you when you check in yes yes so i do the double tree hilton is apparently um doing this they're supplying the cookie dough and they, they make great cookies have you had their cookies yeah they're good they're really good when you check in and they've got like a, a platter of cookies yeah they're there. like would you like a co- hey random cookie that you didn't know about is always happy it's always an yeah. amazing thing well they tweeted out houston we have a cookie now serving warm <laughs> well now serving warm welcome in space um follow the adventure with hashtag cookies in space <laughs> so they've got that. like a video here and they say almost two decades after the first crew arrived to, to live at the international space station astronauts will be able to make fresh food that's if the test oven designed to bake in zero gravity works as planned so this is something that they're kind of testing out to see if uh, if they can be able to cook more Fresh food out in space. Well, you know, I, I think that it's good that we're making progress 20 years after the fact. I know, right? They're like, hmm, maybe they should eat something other than freeze-dried moon cheese. But I'm also thinking, like, a zero-gravity oven, like, something floating around in an oven, that's got to be interesting. Well, I would imagine that the shape wouldn't hold. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be flat, right? Maybe it would just kind of spread out? Yeah, because the bottom wouldn't be flat, because yeah. there'd be no gravity to sink it. So I, I wonder, know. I would like to know about the shape. Um, the folks at NASA say crew Maybe members may ball. experience psychological or physiological benefits from eating flavorful cooked meals, that it might be better for them, you know, uh, for their experience. <laughs> things that they actually like? Exactly, right? Um, not to, <laughs> CNN says, not to mention the sweet benefits of freshly baked cookies. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to the astronauts we're getting cookies in space um, and hopefully this will lead to them being able to have more fresh food and and having a, a more a pleasurable time while they're out in space well, yeah. seem like it could be a little miserable especially if all of us are going to be out there soon uh, apparently and you know the space force that's coming we've got to <laughs> have fresh cookies it's for them. true that's ridiculous okay um and then this all the story also comes from cnn they say imagine this john legend in a onesie with oh. his face on it and a little tipsy crooning his 2013 hit All of Me on stage at Universal Studios in Los Angeles. The good news is you don't have to imagine it. This wild scenario actually took place and to the utter amusement of everyone, it was caught on camera. Oh. 
So, John is in this red onesie. John is so cute. Like, so this is for Halloween. This is uh, at Halloween Horror Nights before they closed it. They they had like a onesie night, Uh. and so everyone's there in onesies. And he gets up on this stage and starts singing. They're saying that he was wine drunk. Like he was having a really good time. Looks more than wine drunk. Listen, he looks like he's had a really good night. Um, and then Chrissy's out in the audience watching him, and she's like, "Oh God, what is he doing?" You know, uh, we should do. We should. You know how they do carpool karaoke? We should do celebrity drunkyoke. Drunky like to, like get all the celebrities. Get them. I don't care if it's in a car or a, oh. a dive bar or something, and just get them totally s faced and have them sing their own songs. Sing their own songs or their favorite songs. Yeah, kind of like and see an them sing badly when they're drunk. An evolution of lip sync battle. It's yes. like get them drunk and take them out to like and then be like mm. here in Koreatown we have like those off- awesome like uh those karaoke bars where you can get your own room with yeah. karaoke that'd be amazing. Yeah, and be like shake it off. <laughs> and it's pink. You need to calm down. Calm down. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Allie is here. I am. Out of the uh, Digesting chicken sandwich. Digesting a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I know. Apologies for being late today, but thank you for, to Travel Anderson for covering for me. Yeah. And now we're getting into uh, one of my favorite segments we haven't done in a while. We haven't done one in a while, yeah. This is Closet Watch. Justin, this is the Closet Watch segment <laughs> where we Closet I'm Watch. I'm just going to breeze through this. <laughs> this... Is Closet Watch. Closet Watch. Boom. We are a professional radio station, and this is Closet Watch. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> ah! All right, Allie, so you heard that someone might be gay. And it might maybe it's Justin. Maybe Ginger Please Justin. Please come out of the closet. That's the only way I cannot be mad at you right now. <laughs> this is Closet Watch. God damn it! <laughs> Eminem is is confusing the public basically because mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but apparently he's made comments about coming out of the closet before. But there is a leaked song. There was a, a song that he was uh, putting together with. Hold on, let me look the exact other artist. But he was doing like a duo, and it leaked. Part of the audio leaked, and the song is about. What it's, if I was gay? It was like a hypothetical. Named, it's with a guy named Joyner Lucas. Okay, Joyner Lucas. Yeah, I didn't have that in front of me. But it, listen to these lyrics. There's there's a little uh, audio watermark on it, so it's a little confusing. There's a lady being like, lime music, like in the middle of, of it. But just take a listen. I told you I'm out of place. Wait. What if I told you that I was gay? What if I'm a hypocrite who's afraid to just face truth? Wait. What if I told you I'm gay too? What right, if I aside, told you I'm gay too? Aside from the fact that the song sounds terrible, 
let's break this down because you know you were looking this up over the break that he has said in interviews before or said on in so, TV and movies remember about Remember back in 2014 uh Seth Rogen and James Franco did that movie called The Interview and it really ticked off the people in North Korea and it led yes. to the Sony hack yep, that I whole remember. thing mm. well in that movie Eminem is being interviewed by James Franco's character and like he just casually says something more about the things that I fear, I get you. You know, it's like if I say something about women or yes. whatever, I think a lot of that is more or less me just dealing with issues with, you know, old issues with my mom or whatever. With your mother. And, <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, when I say things about gay people or people think that my lyrics are homophobic, mm-hmm. you know, it's because I'm gay. Um, when I rap about violence Wait, or, so you know, he just like, like casually oh. How'd you says get that, that clip, Justin. It just he's, <laughs> he just <laughs> casually says it. And it's like, Everyone's wait, like, what? And everyone in the in the film, like everyone in the control room is like, wait, wait, hold on. What did he just say? Ask him. Follow up on that. You know, well, it seems like he didn't have a great relationship with Kim. So I would imagine maybe he is exploring other genders. I think Eminem is gay. You really do think I that he's really gay. I really do. And I mean, I'm not like outing someone. Like, I don't know anything. I'm not like, please don't sue me for a liable or defamation. defamation. But like, no, I. But think... there's some people that you're just like, I mean, Sean Mendez. Well, not doing that. Um, <laughs> not going to touch that with a. Nope, not with doing it. With a thick it. pickle? Um, with a. With <laughs> 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 a thick pickle. Um, that's a Popeye's chicken sandwich reference. Um, so, okay. I, I think Eminem has been trying to tell us that he's gay. For years, I think there is homophobic lyrics. He's been wanting to have conversation about homosexuality. He's done it in this interview on that film. He's done it in this song. I think Eminem is trying to tell us that he is gay. So then do you think the guy that he's doing a duet with is his partner? I don't know about that. I don't know. I've because never... why is that guy? Like, he's like, hey, yeah. man, you want to collaborate on something? Yeah, totally, man. That sounds awesome. He's like, all right, here's my song idea. It's called What If I Was Gay? And he's I, like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know that part because I've never even heard this Joyner Lucas person's name before this story. So maybe. Maybe. But maybe I, they're joining on something else. I am listen, they're joined in on never mind. I I am convinced Eminem is gay and he's been trying to tell us for years. Well, I would yeah. love to get him on the show and he can come out live on the air. Oh my air. god, can you imagine if Eminem came out on Channel Q? And this has been Closet Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Um, we are here basking in the afterglow of the Popeye's chicken sandwich mm. taste test. The second. I'm uh, mildly sweaty. It's perfect. <laughs> my my mouth yeah. has just cooled off. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really happy about it. Um, Allie, before we get to the happy ending... You've got our Gas News Headlines results. I do, I do. And uh, there were four nominees that we shared on Friday, which we always do for Gas News Headline of the Week, because we have to look at the news every day. And then sometimes you read a headline and you're like, this sounds like the gayest thing I've ever seen. Might not even be an LGBT story, but still we have to highlight it in our Gas News Headlines of the Week. Driven by a primal desire for meat. All right, here were the nominees... And then I will read the official winner of Gayest News Headline of the Week. Friday, of course, we will have a fresh new set of nominees for your voting pleasure. Headline number one, Mars Discovery Hole Gets Better with Depth. (laughs) 
Headline number two, Julian Castro is a twin, but which one's the Tegan and which one's the Sarah? Which one's Teagues? <laughs> and which one's Susan? Headline number three, this turkey with a limp is going viral. And then finally, headline number four, C-Ring seals 2019 global share. I mean, I think it's the last one. You are 100% that Oh, I was going to say, that bitch. <laughs> so that You are 100% that bitch, but you are also 100% correct. With 75% of the vote. Oh, wow. Headline number four, C-Ring seals 2019 global share. Congratulations, C-Ring. They got the popular vote. I wonder how they did in the electoral college. Mm, uh, I, I wish I knew enough about that to make a cool joke, but oh, I don't. Oh, we'll see the joke there. Oh, uh, no. Can... <laughs> Happy endings. Um, are here. All right. So it's been a very interesting show. Um, we've had a lot of people going through a lot to get chicken sandwiches, and not everyone was able to. Yeah. Poor Michaela. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, but um, we've got happy endings. We gotta. We want to turn those frowns upside down. Oh. So Ginger Justin, what you got for us? Sure, Allie got me sick this weekend. Oh, Why are you saying that I got you sick? Everybody else on well, this station were, got sick. It was because sick. you were super drunk on the show last week. I was and- not. <laughs> when you were leaving on Friday, face. you were talking about how you did not feel well. I didn't feel well because everybody else was sick. Yeah. So and why am I the one who got, got you sick? They got you sick, and then you got me sick. No, no, they also got you sick. And I did one of those immunity booster things, and I feel just fine. Well, Here's it didn't thing. work. Here's okay. the thing. Allie gets really angry when she's drunk, so <laughs> just You know what? Your... Play the music again. <laughs> What's your happy ending? Did you even read one? I was started to, and then you oh, interrupted me. You were being very defensive because you're drunk. I'm <laughs> sure Allie got me sick this weekend. But she brought us all Popeye's chicken sandwiches, so all is forgiven. Oh, you see how that took a turn? You see how he was really trying to celebrate you? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Are you done? Sure. Is sure. that? Sure. Sure. Great. Sure. Great. Um, Great. Are, are, is your vision clear This enough? is a fight now. We're fighting. All right. Well, we are fighting because first the closet watch and now this. I, should, I need a drink. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's my happy ending. Uh, sure, those bodies may have been discovered buried in the oh. sand on a Texas beach. <laughs> Where's the silver lining for this one? <laughs> that's a bummer. But the good news is that the kid who found them built one hell of a sandcastle. Oh, no. Damn you, Justin! <laughs> What's your happy ending, Jarrett? I'm just thinking, like, the kid realizing his body like, underneath Like, yay! It. Like, oh, no. oh my god! Like there's an eye in here. That's a moat. Oh. Um, Popeyes may have already run out of chicken sandwiches, and people are going to be up in arms. But look at the reality of the situation. I've already had five of them at this point. So if you haven't had one, you're really just not doing the work. I know it's true. You <laughs> like, have had like five of them. At I this have point because you have your priorities straight. Listen, because I care. Because, because I'm, you care I'm about willing others and your stomach. to do the work. If you haven't had a Popeye's chicken sandwich, it's because you're not trying. It's like when people complain about the voting results when they don't vote. Listen. You know, and it's like, I didn't have a sandwich. What is the sandwich you get anyway? And it's like, you didn't get in line, did you? Have you Have you been to Popeye's? Yeah, and no. you drive by and you look at people like me sitting in line for that long and you say, hey, we're suckers. But I'm then also, you turn around and cry. I'm also realizing Michaela, has Michaela had one before? 
I think she did have one, yes. Okay. Because we, I I we talked to her on the phone when she was eating one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She did say yeah. us on the show. Okay. So, I don't feel that bad. Um, well, that is a show for us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We've got a brand new show for you. Uh, Dr. Jen's going to be joining us. And uh, we've got and a And I'll whole be lot. joining you. And you'll be here the whole time. Uh, and Popeye's might have more chicken sandwiches. We'll find out. Um, all that's coming up tomorrow. We'll see you. Have a great one. Be safe out there. Bye. On the, ne- on the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, Dr. Jen joins us talking about workplace relationships, the do's, the don'ts, and should the McDonald's CEO have had to step down? I'm more concerned with the do's than the don'ts, if you know what I mean. Um, are you coming on to me? If the shoe fits. We're not doing this. Why? Is it because I'm married? It's because you're barking up the wrong tree. Woof. Is this as uncomfortable for everyone else as it is for me? Yes. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.